The Crimson Moon and a Stellar Hand It took hours until the adrenaline had subsided enough for me to sleep. It must have been very deep in the night. I managed to close my eyes and fought myself in my dreams again. Same fire, instead this time there was an additional spectre. Cloaked as the spectres were, this one seemed to be very different. I sat at the fire and asked, What's this? The new spectre took off his hood and revealed himself to be the man from before. Shocked, I took a step back and again put the hand on my dagger. The other spectres just sat still as the man looked at me. He looked at peace, steady and calm. I see my wrongs. I did things no person should have done. I was a monster, an abomination, a shadow of a person. You, you released me from my prison. You didn't kill me. You killed the demon I had become. I relaxed a bit and sat down. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know whether this was an actual dream, fiction, a way that I could reconcile what I did with myself or, or whether there was something real to this. You don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to say anything. The only thing you need to know is that Somewhere deep in my heart, I knew this day would come, and after all the horrible things I did with my life, this is what should have happened. Then the man stood up and simply evaporated into nothingness. The rest of the dream was spent in silence. Silence for the birth of the crimson moon and the death of the moon that was. I woke up late. The sun was already out and then visited the tree again. The body still lay there. I checked if there were any valuables. I was so sick with myself what I was doing, but I knew I'd forever regret if I didn't. I kneeled beside it and I prayed. I prayed for him to rest easy. I prayed for his spirit to be free. I prayed for forgiveness, for the safety of the mother and the boy. As I stood up, I saw the soil was stained. I had considered to try and clean it up, but decided... This is not how it is, no sense in trying to deny it. This vision now etched in my eyes. I looked at my hands. The guilt of what I had done still shook me. It was as though they were disconnected from me, that my mind was disconnected from my body. Memories of what had happened seemed as though it was someone else that had done the foul deed, not me. Breathing and exhaling long and deeply, I grabbed my things and decided to go back to the stone hand. With every step that I took, I felt different. My actions more and more felt part of me, and the trip back taught me to reconcile what I did with who I am. I was affixed to the blade. The notion it was mine grew together with my acceptance of my actions. There was nothing left other than to begin my journey back to the hand, to share what had happened, to confirm its prophecy. Perhaps then I would also come to accept my own fate. After all, there's no denying what had happened. Slowly and almost mechanically, I started my journey back. I walked but was entirely absent-minded. The whole journey back, I didn't register what I had done, my mind going between mindlessly wandering and reliving the moment, just going constantly back and forth. Even with the sun constantly shining in my face, I couldn't shift my attention. I was just constantly distracted. Then, almost surprised, was back at the shrubs, the greenery. I entered, and there the hand was. It smashed again, though now with less force. You have now awakened as the crimson moon. 
as the Lord that had come first, your resonance will perhaps become the Lord that comes last. I was angry. You sent me out to kill a man, and now you tell me I'm part of a vague prophecy. I know I have a fate, but I need to know more. The hand hummed. I cannot give you answers you cannot see. I cannot make you see what you cannot feel. I cannot make you feel what you're not attuned to sense. You will find how you resonate with the universe, and then you will understand. But but this, this answer was entirely not enough. This is no less vague than what you said before. The hand hummed, but it no longer answered. I decided I didn't want to flee or escape. I tried to put together a camp and see when it would want to answer me. I just watched the hand for hours, until the sun gradually set and I decided to go to sleep. I woke up in my dreams and there it was, a massive white stone being. Four limbs that looked like legs, six limbs that looked like arms with sort of hands attached. The being absolutely towered above me several times my size. The stone texture, though it, it, it moved as though it was water when it walked. The stone seemed to uh, seamlessly transition between liquid and solid. It didn't have a head at first, but then it formed a head, a human-like head in what would appear to be his abdomen. This head was as though a blue liquid. A kind and gentle voice spoke. Crimson Moon, I am the echo of a sentinel. I was a warrior in the early days of the universe, formed out of the thoughts of the Son of the Lord of Stars. I have no resonance of my own, only that what was given to me. You, though, were born with a resonance, with the power to change the universe. That is why we are here and why you are important. Hi, this is Carl, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this narration of the story. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.